Hey, what's going on? It's John, and it's time for the Jmart Cast for Monday, August 22nd. What's going on? How are you? Friends and family, I hope you've had a great week. Mine has been pretty good. Did you watch the UFC fights last night? I only saw the final fight, the uh, championship fight between Kamaru Usman and Leon Edwards, and what a crazy fight it was. Uh, for those who hadn't seen it, basically, Leon Edwards was the challenger, and he had a good first round was able to get the champion down, get his back, and was close to choking him, although um, it seemed like Kamar Usman was able to defend pretty well. But uh, once the round ended from round second to nearly the end of fifth, uh, Kamar Usman, the champion, started to dominate and just uh, win the fight from that point onwards up until the very last minute of the fight when I don't know how this Leon Edwards character pulled a rabbit out of the hat but he just did this amazing little feint where he you know um, um, uh, faked a punch I think and made Kamar Usman kind of pull pull, like block with his hands down and opened up his and he kind of leaned to his right I think and opened up his face and he got head kicked and with a single kick to the head he got knocked out and that was it that was it was over game over Uh, Leon Edwards won with a single head kick knockout amazing it was it was crazy to watch uh, i didn't watch it live i watched the replay and it was just like i was like how is this even possible i went nuts my wife heard me screaming and she is just like you're, you're a crazy person <laughs> anyway so that was pretty exciting i also went to the islands with my daughter and met up some friends toronto islands that is and that was nice as well this weekend um Anyways, uh, I'm Sunday evening as I'm recording this. I want to go to bed soon. Don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to keep the podcast short today. I'm going to share an interesting new paper that came out. I haven't read it yet fully, but I've read some, um, um, I guess, summaries of it. The paper is titled Metabolic Health Immersion for Medical Education a pilot program with continuous glucose monitors in medical and dental students. This was just recently published, let's see, August 15th of 2022. And so, yeah, they basically gave these Harvard med and dental students some continuous glucose monitors. Uh, I think the experiment lasted for about eight weeks, and just to help them kind of get a better understanding of how to use these machines and kind of what, what information they give out. And so these students ended up reporting that they had improved appreciation for metabolic health. And they reported that having worn these machines that will help them better serve their patients. And now that they have some experience at understanding how the blood sugar responds uh, to certain, you know, foods, they, they reported having been disappointed in some of the standard dietary advice that's currently available. So there's this basically Twitter thread uh, summarizing the study a little bit more, so I'll just read from it. It's from one of the authors of the paper. His name's Nick Norwitz. The account on Twitter is at Nick Norwitz, N-I-C-K-N-O-R-W-I-T-Z. Okay, so the story behind this study started back in the fall when a grassroots group of uh, my peers expressed interest in designing a metabolic health immersion program to help us learn about the lifestyle impacts of metabolism and health. 
students wore continuous glucose monitors for 10 to 40 days and a subgroup also engaged in journal clubs, patient panels, dietary tracking, and took intake and completion questionnaires with qualitative and quantitative components. This Nick Norwich gentleman says, I strongly encourage you to download the paper and read some of the students' quotes for yourself. Here, I'll read some of the quotes. Some people say, I'm more cognizant of reducing snacking and drinking sugary drinks like pop during night as it causes huge spikes and variability throughout my day. I stopped eating rice and cut out most processed foods. I feel more in control of my diet. One of the most important lasting impacts of the study on my diet, however, is my ability to resist binge eating when I feel hypoglycemic. Prior to the study, I often felt spells of strongly craving carbs, which I interpreted as being hypoglycemic. However, I learned from the continuous glucose monitor that these feelings were not actually correlated with low blood sugar. I have since been able to resist the urge to eat quickly and in high volumes during these time periods. The experiment made me more conscious of what I was consuming. I believe that dietary advice given by the medical system is misleading. Yeah, so those are some examples of quotes that people have given after doing this uh, study, some of these students. Yeah, I, I think a lot of these people are finally realizing that uh, having a stable blood sugar is very important and uh, having a glucose monitor that can provide that feedback loop and let you see that when the blood sugar is going up and down like a roller coaster and you don't feel well and you can make that connection, it makes you realize that... Uh, this is, it's very important to think about that as you're, uh, as you're choosing what to eat for your next meal. Okay, continuing the thread, this gentleman, Nick Norwood, says, For example, one student reported that wearing a continuous glucose monitor helped them reduce carbohydrate intake, leading to a drop in average glucose from over 100 to uh, about 90 milligrams per deciliter, associated improved mental and physical performance. Other students were able to capitalize their experience in real time in clinic, connecting with patients with diabetes over continuous glucose monitor technology. That's very cool. It's, it's, it's very important for doctors to have good bedside manner and be able to connect with their patients. And something as simple as kind of understanding how their machines work and empathizing with them with regards to it, I think could be really important in doctors providing better service. Anyways, one first year student even convinced a type 1 diabetes patient to acquire a continuous glucose monitor, whereas before he was hesitant. His life may be forever changed. Well, we'll see. <laughs> in general, students reported a deep sense of disappointment in nutrition advice given to patients. As concisely stated, stated by one student, I believe that the dietary advice given by medical system is misleading. Yeah, I already read that one. <laughs> but most importantly, students enjoyed this immersion program, laying the groundwork for future similar studies and the expansion of the program. Cool. Very interesting. I thought I'm going to read the full study at some point down the line. Didn't have a chance to go into the big thing. It doesn't seem that long. It should be possible to read it in an in a evening. But um, I think it's really neat that uh, these students get to use this technology. I think it's available for anyone to use now to have a continuous glucose monitor that can tell, let them know, uh, you know, as they're consuming their meal, how their blood sugar is reacting, which, you know, it's, it's not the be all end all in terms of all the information you need to know, but it's a very good start 
And if you are having like high carb load meals where, you know, it's really driving your blood sugar up and quickly and then leading to a crash following that, uh, the glucose monitor is going to let you know that. And then the negative feeling that you have associated with that, with having done that is going to come in, <laughs> like become much more clear and you're going to make that association and it's going to be a lot harder to uh, make yourself do that, to go through that uh, blood sugar roller coaster when you know for a fact in your mind that uh, you're going to feel bad and because of doing that. So I think it's very cool. I think it's very great for these uh, med students to be learning this and they will go on to provide better service for their patients uh, having been a part of this study. All right. That's all I wanted to say about that. And then moving on to the second um, thread I wanted to share today. This was this one came out early, earlier, super early this week on Monday, I think on August 15th. And this was a thread by Bank of Canada. And it's like the most stupid thread of all time. Bank of Canada just gaslighting people and making them basically blaming them for all the inflation that's happening. Uh, just going to read this. So this is the official Twitter account of Bank of Canada. And this is what they write. We keep talking about inflation becoming entrenched. What does it mean? The more people believe inflation will continue to increase and the longer they believe it will last, the more likely it is to remain high. Keep reading to learn more. <laughs> so they're saying that inflation is just all in your imagination. The more you think it's going to come, then the more it will. And so the fact that it's here, it's all your fault because you're thinking that. <laughs> oh my God, this is the dumbest thing ever. So this is actually a great, there's a great breakdown of this um, Bank of Canada threads that I'm going to go through uh, by this uh, other account, uh, Jesse Berger, Twitter account at J J-A-Y-B-E-R-J-A-Y, at J-Bear-J. He says, according to Canada's Ministry of Monopoly Money, <laughs> aka Bank of Canada, inflation is not a phenomenon occurring as a result of political, fiscal, and monetary policies, but instead a belief system, <laughs> like a religion. Let's dive into this remarkably stupid thread. <laughs> All right, so I read that first part of Bank of Canada's thread. Then the second part says... Prices tend to go up when demand for goods and services is more than the economy can supply. Yes, that makes sense. That's what's happening right now, right? Like we got supply chain issues. There's not as many goods. Everyone wants them. So prices are going up. Prices tend to go down when the economy produces more goods and services than people want or need. Yes, so far that makes sense. And that's what Jay Bear says as well. Jesse Berger, he says, It begins with a basic statement about the effects of supply and demand on pricing, which everyone should have learned during their first week of economics class in high school. No lie detected. Moving on. I agree with him. Their first follow-up, I guess, tweet following that first ridiculous one seems normal, but then they get right into it and go insane. They, they say, If people believe inflation will remain low, Short-term jumps in prices are not a huge deal. <laughs> okay. So, Jesse says, Then they suggest that so long as you believe prices will come down, casting aside any concern for the real-world factors affecting supply and demand, then it's no biggie. In other words, suck it up, say your prayers, and ignore 
the first tweet, <laughs> the one about supply and demand being the real reason why prices go up and down. <laughs> okay, next Bank of Canada tweet, they say, businesses won't immediately raise prices, workers won't demand higher wages to compensate, and consumers spend and borrow as usual. So confidence that inflation will stay low helps keep prices stable. Again, kind of ridiculous that they're actually saying this. Like, as long as you don't think it's going to be inflation for a long time, it's fine. It'll be fine. No one's going to raise prices. Businesses aren't going to raise prices. That, that makes no sense whatsoever. Here's what Jesse says. Even though profit and loss matters to businesses, workers, and consumers, they suggest that if we all stick together, ignore the negative impact to our bottom line, prices will magically stay low. So ignore rational self-interest. Sound advice, Bank of Canada. Thank you very much. Okay, Bank of Canada goes on to say, it gets complicated when inflation is high and unpredictable. Well, it's definitely high, but it's not unpredictable. Many people were predicting it was going to be high because a shit ton of money was printed that out of thin air, even though we had the same amount of goods and services available. But moving on, it gets complicated when inflation is high and unpredictable. The more people believe inflation will continue to increase and the longer they believe it will last, the more likely it is to remain high or entrenched. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all like it, not, nothing is based on reality. It's all based on what you believe. <laughs> so this is just Jesse's response. He says, but now prices have risen. How? They don't say. We can infer that the hopes and prayers approach of keeping inflation low didn't work. And now that it's high, it'll stay high because that's just the new belief. Just so ridiculous, man. Like, it's like, well, you know, you should have really hoped and tried to think that the inflation was going to stay low uh, for a long time so that none of this happened. Now that it's up and we think it's going to stay up, it's over just because we think it. It has nothing to do with the policies that led us here. Those don't matter. It's just what we think. <laughs> okay. Then they say, when expectations of high inflation become entrenched, inflation becomes self-fulfilling. That's because people and businesses expect that it will stay high or keep rising and change their behavior accordingly. Man, like this is like how dumb do they, do this Bank of Canada think that people actually are? That like they can spew this garbage and expect that people will listen to them and they can still have some credibility. Uh, it's just so dumb. Here's Jesse's response. Now your belief that inflation is high caused inflation to remain high and inflation keeps on inflating. This is all your fault, citizen. If only you had believed it would stay low, we wouldn't be in this mess. Like, yeah, I just can't believe this is real shit. Like, Bank of Canada, you're so dumb. And then this is the last tweet they have. Right now, inflation in Canada is too high. We're acting forcefully by raising interest rates to stop inflation from becoming entrenched and to bring it back to our 2% target. Yeah, okay. Because uh, how about the 0% inflation? Why does, it got, why does there have to be some level of inflation at, at every point? Why does it got to be at least 2% inflation? Hmm? Is it possibly because there's more debt than there's actual dollars in existence that can cover all the debt? Probably that's why. Anyway, gonna keep it short today. Like I said, 
That's all I got for you this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Catch you next week. As always, stay active, be grateful. J Mart out.